Hello, you guys. This is Sarah Grace. My father and myself appreciate you all for tuning in with us each and every week. Continue to like, share with everyone you know, and subscribe to this channel. You may follow us also on Facebook and on Instagram and my father and me podcast, where you may also leave all of your comments and your questions with us via email as well. We pray that you guys are being truly blessed by this show. Thank you. Hello and welcome. You all are tuned in to My Father and Me. This is Sarah Grace, and I'm here once again with my father, Bishop Wesley Bell. Hello, everyone. Uh, we are continuing forward with Jock Moore. He is still with us today. Um, we'll just first get into a prayer before we begin. Father God, we praise you and we thank you for this day. For it is a day that you have made and we are joyous and glad that we are a part of it. Lord, we thank you for once again um, bringing us together and allowing us to open ourselves up to your word. Father, shower your rhema word upon us. Give us new revelation for today. We ask that you be in the midst and the presence and give us the words to speak to your people so they may enlighten and encourage and embolden their walk as they continue forward in their relationship with you. In Jesus' name, we love you. We praise you. Amen. 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 Um, last week, I guess I was just going to recap a little bit, to be honest. Um, there was just certain things that I wanted to pull, uh, and maybe go deeper into, but we actually established, um, going in more in depth too, in our conversation. Um, if you guys listen to it, that we will go into, uh, how each fruit is, you know, dimensional they may seem like you know just simple words and pulled from emotion like love and joy patient but when we reference those things in the spirit they they tend to they do <laughs> they do have um, a broader understanding behind them because we know with God he has this uh which is one thing we pointed out too, in an inexhaustible way of, of revealing to us things upon things that we we may even felt like we were done with in our lives with understanding, but he brings even more revelation from um, things that we may, you know, under, under overlook <laughs> or maybe underlook, depending on uh, how you perceive things. But um one point we addressed uh the delighting in the law kind of versus the scripture in galatians where it says the with the fruits against there is no law that was a question that you had a bishop directed towards jock and we went into that even deeper explaining how uh it is possible to delight in the law and i did want to clarify that because when I was listening back to it, it may even feel like, um, and I believe that's why you addressed it too, it may even feel like uh, that the word is contradicting itself. 
like now I'm supposed to delight in the law, but you just said <laughs> with the fruits against there is no law, but it's it it brought me back to what we were saying two episodes ago about is first addressing the Holy Spirit in which the law was created. So that's why there is no law that can stand against those fruits because from, from those fruits, the law is made possible. Those laws are made possible. That's why when we walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit, he brings us back into the remembrance of those laws but now we can delight in them and not feel condemned by them. Another point that I wanted to bring out because we were talking about fame and we were talking about money and I wanted to make sure that we are not saying that those things are sins. <laughs> Cause I know, um, I know certain Christians actually attack fame and fortune. That's not what we were doing last episode. And I wanted to make sure that, um, that we have an understanding that it is not money in the in those things that that make it a sin. It's the um, it's the hearts behind it, like your posture and your way of going about obtaining those things. We make it our forefront in the forefront of our minds to obtain uh, favor among men instead of God, then we neglect uh, our spiritual necessities, like our need and, and wants and desires that should be fulfilling of the spirit. And so having fame and fortune results in um, a battle between your flesh and your spirit, because now you have created an idol that is temporary which is something that your flesh will start to feel because once you lose it, you go into this spiraling cycle of probably a depression or something like that. And that's the defining moment where you know that your fame and fortune wasn't something that was a product of the Holy Spirit. Because like I said, even with the things of God, it is, it is including being you know, abundant in all things. So it's not saying that he won't cause you to be uh, financially fruitful. <laughs> it's just if that was your goal in a, in a, a purposeful, self-centered type of way, and you didn't include God in it, then you will feel the difference in how you obtained it. Yeah, the way, you, uh, the way you're addressing it is, 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 is basically what God is saying. Um, the scripture speaks of it, and that's what they need to dove into chapter six of the book of Matthew, where it speaks of, you know, you can't serve two masters, either God or money. And you have to make a decision. And chapter six, verse 33, when it gets down to the latter part of that chapter, it begins to tell you, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added. And I think uh, if they missed that in yeah. what we shared last week, it was not something that was omitted because our conversation was constantly about God first, God first, God first. It's not about you don't need money for when money is needed. 
Even right. Jesus had to right. tell them to go get to go fish for a specific fish and get the tax money out of the fish. But did he see God to get that? You see what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you see, he made a, a statement in one one instance in the scriptures. You hear him talk about the uh, rich ruler that was do, doing all the laws, obeying all the laws, didn't break none of them. And it's so easy to do when you got fame and fortune to not break a law. Mm-hmm. But ten, very few of them don't do it then either. But the point being made it's easier for you to not break a law in the sense of man's law. So we then have to begin to see, did we break a God's law when we did not take care of the needy, not the greedy, the needy, those who need something, those who need clothing. Where was was your position? Yeah, and so Jesus told him, go sell all you have Mm -hmm. and give it to the poor. And come follow me since you since you figure you done done it all. Now we'll come on, let's do this part of it. Right. So there is a part and a portion that we tend to not get involved in when we put money in front of the things of delighting ourselves in God's law. Right. See, it we delight in God's law is what the delight is happening that which there is no law can can deal with you, correct you better than God's law. That's what the scripture is really saying. It's not disputing that you don't obey the law. Mm-hmm. It's disputing that the obedience to man's law is not greater than the obedience to God's law. Exactly. That's what it's talking about. I was hoping that we addressed it last week, but we, we didn't get into that quite that, but we wanted to. I we think talked we, we talked, right, we it touched it, we touched it, sure. we touched it, but that was the question I had laid before uh, Brother Jock about the scripture saying that, about the light in the self and law, and then this one over here saying, you know, uh, if you do these fruits of the spirit, if you have these fruits of the spirit, they, by which there is no law, and what he was saying was, uh, we speak it in Elizabethan English, but I was looking at the Message Bible interpretation of uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, and it says, but what happens when we live God's way? That's why it clarifies what we are talking about. He brings gifts into our lives much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, uh, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates, I'm sorry, permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments. This is what the 22nd verse and it doesn't talk about the fruits describing them as long-suffering, peace, and joy, and all that. But it starts trying to break them down in a more sensible, more common way that we can sort of digest easier. You know, if you know it, it, when when you need a little bit more uh, crushing of the food to make it easier to digest the word of God. Sometimes the right wording will make the difference in how you 
perceive and receive it. Now, mm -hmm. uh, Jock and I, we talk a lot about the purity of the word and then the gentleness of the word so it'll be easy to be entreated. That, you know, a man of God will sow it in, in peace, a man of God will sow it in peace, uh, so the seeds of righteousness in peace because he makes peace, you know? Right. And so, so that's, that's in James. But, you, you know, these are the things that I believe that need to be seen. And uh, I think we may need to go a little bit more into what Jock wants to say about it, because Jock was led by the spirit to bring out the point about the money and the, and the fame and stuff, because it came from, from his loins. You know, God used him. So let's see what he has to say, if it's possible. Well, hey, first of all, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. I, I love listening to our niece because she is so full of wisdom and knowledge and understanding and just hear uh, the Spirit of God speaking through her to her generation is a beautiful thing. Uh, I was listening to you guys and uh, I keep going back to the origin of everything. Amen. You know, it's, it's sort of like a lot of us have to take the, the erase of and erase the blackboard and allow the Holy Spirit to layer those things that are good and right and take away those things that are not, that somehow have attached themselves to our thinking, to our living, to our being. Uh, you know, if, if you throw in there when you're talking about money, that's just that y'all mentioned that earlier. If you don't go back to the origin of how God prospers, then it's easy to get entrapped into religious conversations, secular conversations, world conversations about money when you really have no understanding from the beginning. Amen. Amen. And if we start from the beginning, all of the rest of that will just flow naturally. Exactly. Right. And that's what I think you're talking about, Bishop, and you're talking about the purity of things. God is trying to get us back to the purity of his intent that's right. for mankind. Mm -hmm. Right. Think about Adam and Eve. There was no money. <laughs> there were no dollar bills. <laughs> and when you're thinking about diamonds and gold, and they were walking on that stuff. That was just, it was nothing. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful rock to look at. Right. They didn't need it to bother with someone else right. in order to gain something else because the earth was the Lord and the fullness thereof. <laughs> and they were his children. That's it. So who was going to tell them that that stuff didn't belong to them already? <laughs> it's a beautiful thing when you think about it. Because then somebody might ask, well, we in 2020, we ain't in the beginning. Mm. That's, a, that's a pretty profound question or statement. Maybe we need to get back to the beginning. Maybe we need to get back to that understanding. Right. Amen. 
Go ahead, Grace. You were saying. No, I something. had a, a my bad. <laughs> Excuse me, because I had a thought in the middle of what you were saying. Um, and thinking about how all of those things came into um, the value. We brought value and we started determining the degree of value that they had when all of it was glorious. Even in certain countries, uh, they don't want your gold. They'd rather have chickens. So it's, it really is about um, your your sight on the matter. <laughs> what is worth money to you? What is worth as much as we put those things. Um, at one point, it was as much how much land you had. It wasn't it wasn't always about um, the possession of, you know, the, the dead piece of paper or the gold. It looked nice, but at the end of the day, I would rather have a chicken. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> like, I'd rather have food to eat. Well, you 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 know you laughing you laughing you laughing at that, but in reality, what people who who have money know that real wealth is not dollar bills. True. Is real wealth is having real estate. Yes. Is having livestock. Is that this is this is what they if you go overseas, you when you mm. give a diary if you're getting married to someone you you breed them livestock, right? Because uh, 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 money is nothing. Money it, 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 it can dissipate. It can burn up. It's the value of, they show you the value of money when they burn in old yeah. money. Yeah. <laughs> you you do not burn things that you value. You do not throw it away. Is is but they're showing you. So is is it made up? It is a made up. Uh, um, uh, um, way to to buy things and sell things. Mankind has done that. Uh, so that, like you said earlier, so they don't think that we're 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 preaching against having money. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that's a lack of understanding. What we're trying to bring to the table in our conversation is the understanding of how God thinks about prosperity right. in our lives right. from his perspective and not from right. mankind's perspective. Everything that mankind do and is from their perspective is mm -hmm. out of foolishness. God want us to release that so that we can receive what naturally flows from him to us. And when it flows from him to us, I don't have to chase it. <laughs> it comes to me naturally. That's it. Uh, there's a scripture, if you remember, Bishop, that talks about that, that, that those who choose life, that those who pursue God and his his word, his meditations, his statutes, his principles will be blessed whether they're in the city or the field, will be blessed with everything that they put their hands to, will be blessed in the coming in and the going out. Deuteronomy. You can't stop God's blessing from coming to you mm -hmm. if you're pursuing those things that are of him.
And that's one of the reasons I was saying about uh, Matthew 7, if we want to go to the, the New Testament scripture that speaks of it, and it just plainly stated it. You know, you cannot serve two masters. You're going to love one and hate the other or hate one and despise the other. And that's what she's talking about that they go through. Mm -hmm. When they get to that place, when they're going through that, they have sought first their life. Take no thought for your life is what it's saying. Mm -hmm. What you should wear, clothes on your back and shoes and feet. God put you here. He surely knows how to clothe you. He, 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 you see the, 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 the fowl of the air, the, the grass in the field, it, 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 it grows and it, does, it doesn't seek to be clothed. It doesn't, you know, we, we get into this mindset. What was the first thing that happened when Adam and Eve ate from the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil? The first thing that happened was they discovered that they were naked. So it was a mindset that had transformed. They decided that this nakedness was a thing to focus on rather than to be with God. They was right. trying to wait till they put some clothes on or covered themselves to, before they could get with God. And what they were trying to cover was really not the clothes as much as they thought it was, uh, their bodies. It was about the nakedness of them learning and going against God. Shame. The shame, amen. Mm -hmm. So um, later on in chapter six of verse uh, Matthew, uh, verse 33, uh, if you can go to chapter six and, and, and let's just look at that a little bit. It's, can, it's we, can, we, can we read up a little bit down to that part? Because I like, I was reading it while you were talking, Bishop, uh, yeah, oh, where yeah. you started saying where, uh, um, you know, I like, Chapter, let's see, verse 19. Of six. Yeah, of same chapter. Six, nine. 19, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I say. Yeah, you were yeah, talking about. It, all it, I was going to go back. I was going to okay. go back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but that 19 is far enough back. That'll be good, too. Yeah. Let's say, go ahead. I want y'all to know I already had this bookmarked. This is good. <laughs> um, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. 
and aren't you far more valuable to him than any than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Amen. I mean, I mean how clear can you get, right? He's not even talking about wealth here. He's not even talking about wealth. He, he's talking about, he's talking about your everyday living. Why are you thinking about what you're going to eat today? Why are you thinking about what you're going to drink today? Why are you drink, why are you thinking about what you're going to wear today? Right? The thing that I love about it, he says, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. Mm. Mm. Of unbelievers. I like that. I like that. See, that's what I'm, I'm I'm talking about when I say that if you notice, he's not telling you don't have it in your thoughts, but it's it shouldn't be first thought. Dominate. The, the, the first thought. Your first thought is she should be good morning, father. Me and my father. Mm. My father and me. This is what we are. This podcast is all about my father and me. It should be everything addressing to the father before you do anything else. Amen. Yeah, this is Lisa. this is also see he, he, he here is all about relationship. <laughs> mm -hmm. Talking about right? relationship and 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 here Jesus is introducing our father. He's telling our father is not just our father; he is our creator. Look at the things he's in. Is use as an example the things I've already created. <laughs> Birds of sparrow don't be looking for food. They get it yeah. every day. I'm gonna feed them. I love them. It goes here talking about the. Uh, uh, I love where it goes again talking about the uh, uh, lilies of the field and how they grow. It was an amazing thing that the way Jesus said that, talking about how beautiful they are and, 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 and how well clothed they are and they're good today and gone tomorrow. It, and it jumped into bringing Solomon into the conversation. <laughs> See, if somebody was- Wealthiest this, man. The wealthiest, the wealthiest man, man. And the wisest man. But if you don't know that, if you don't understand that Solomon was the wealthiest man, Right? You don't understand his story, then you will miss what Jesus is talking about here. Right? The significance of understanding that is Solomon got wealthy because he was seeking God's wisdom and his understanding and his righteousness 
And he, that's what he was asking for as a young man. And God told him, backstop for that money. Because you did not ask me. Praise God. I'm going to make you wealthier than anybody that there has ever been, than anybody that there will ever be. Now, I don't know about no one else, Bishop, Grace. I, I be honest with you, I ain't thinking about it. But if I'm observing how men of God interacted with the Father, and I'm listening carefully to everything that the Father is saying, and he tells Solomon that, what, the, what foolishness is it then I'm going to come to my father and ask him for money. <laughs> well, it, it sounds wise to me to ask him, God, teach me your wisdom. Give me your wisdom. Give me your understanding. Give me your knowledge about everything in life. All I want to do is pursue you. And this is what Jesus is talking about. Seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. And then these things will naturally follow. Seek who you are. Seek who God intended you to be. These things are yours already. <laughs> and that's the fine line. That's the fine line. Because people don't believe it. They don't believe mm. it. So they pursue what they believe is going to help them get the things that they want. Um. I was actually going to mention when something personal because um, I don't, I plan. I do plan. Um, I have, you know, my goals and things that I've written like weekly, monthly, and yearly. Okay. So this is not uh, Jesus saying that he won't give you vision. Okay. You're going to have it. You're going to have it when you seek him first. But even in my planning, I still wake up every morning and ask God, what is it in your will that should be done in my life? And I start off with a praise and worship because I know that even though I was you know, led to, to go about my day and fulfill those things in which I listed, I know it's about his direction more than my plans. So I have to humbly admit, you know, at certain points in my day, that was just for me. That wasn't even for your glory. So what is it that you want in all the things that you provided for me, which is everything? How do you want me to utilize what you've given me? That's what we really have to, you know, set our minds to. If we are confident and faithful in knowing that he will and that he's already done, then that's what we need to be tapping into every day. Going into, you know, the the posture of God, what how do you want me to utilize this everything? Because for me, sometimes that can be overwhelming because I look at everything that God has provided for me and I'm like, I have no idea what <laughs> where even to begin. But I'll start making a plan and then he'll start to give me vision. So this is still with our participation. It's not just knowing these things are possible. Now we got to start doing. Mm. Faith without works is still dead. We're not saying 
the resting part is being stagnant in his Holy Spirit. The resting is knowing, trusting, and believing that even in this, even in this flesh and bone, he's making something great. He's doing a great work in this. And I'm talking about me, I'm talking about in this, in this body. I am his workmanship. It's a real struggle, uh, would you say, Bishop? It's a, it's a real struggle because you're dealing with two natures, one spiritual and one carnal. Mm -hmm. And the carnal one will always do what the carnal one. You can always trust your carnal flesh to do what it does. <laughs> yeah. But see, if we don't understand, <laughs> if we don't understand our, if we don't even understand who we are, right? Come on, let, let, let's, let's have some fun. Let's laugh about it. Sincerely. Laugh about it. Come on. How many times you you we get off this, we get off this phone, praising the Lord, hallelujah, good word, thank you, Holy Spirit, and walk and walk, begin to walk right mm -hmm. into our flesh. Lord have mercy. And we don't even, it's so it's so it, it it's it blends in such a way we don't even recognize that it's that's what it's doing. And what God is sitting and looking at is Lord help my child. They're being double-minded. Mm. They're being wavering in their thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Right? We were just mm. I've yeah. got to help them get there. Yeah. So I gotta allow them to go through long suffering. So I guess I I guess I gotta give them this fruit mm. of long suffering. <laughs> Let them take a bite of this. So so that great <laughs> side. So 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 that so that it, it it'll bring them to reality of, of where I'm trying to get them to go, right? My question is, how many times do you need to go through that experience before you catch it, before you begin to understand? And that's what matters. That's the real, that's the, that's the real deal. Right? Yeah. How, how many, you know, because you have the fruit of self-control. You have control over your flesh. What, what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about money? Are you thinking about how? Well, how, how does that work when you know you're not supposed to? So you mm. got this dual action happening. <laughs> he done told you what you can do. You have to make the choice what you will do. Mm, and amen. see, the thing is, though, um, Brother Jock and Grace, is that he, we, we have a tendency to not comprehend, and this is what Grace was bringing out earlier, is the delighting yourself in the law of the law. Yes. See, that's where it lies. The answer lies. Remember, we was talking about that earlier this morning, uh, Brother Job, about the, the answer lies in, in the Lord. Everything you need is in him. See, so but you separate his word, which is his law, from him. When If you keep him and his word and his law together mm -hmm. and recognize that you can delight yourself in his word, which is the very essence of those fruits of the spirit. Yes. That's how you, don't you delight when you eat a fruit? Mm -hmm. You delight in yes. it, you you chewing on it, you know, but you don't know what you're supposed to be delighting in evidently. Mm. You delight in that passion, that, that love, that peace, mm -hmm. that joy, that long suffering, you bite into it and you chew on it, mm -hmm. taste free mm -hmm. that the Lord is gracious. Mm -hmm. You know, you meditate on it day and night. Mm -hmm. That means don't leave no room for no breaks. So your flesh can get in. Mm -hmm. Our problem is we don't want to yes. do that. We want to 
keep this flesh coming back in. We want to resurrect the dead every time. In the wrong dead. We want to resurrect your spirit from dying, not your flesh. Let it stay dead. Let the dead bury the dead. And let it stay in that area where it's submissive to the living. And it operates according to the living. Yeah, that that the 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 beautiful thing I see is in this is, is that there is no law, right? There is no law that can mess with you. Not even the law that the flesh can come, that flesh don't have. See, the law says, according to God, that that the flesh is enmity against God, is not subject to his law, neither indeed can it be. It is saying that you shouldn't even be trying to subject it to it. You just control it. Yeah, I, I, I use the analogy, you'll hear me use it from time to time. Have you ever seen a wild stallion, like wild caught from-, from, from Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And how yeah. wild it is. You know, back in the day, uh, Bishop, when you watched them country westerns, those cowboys yeah. had to tame that wild horse. That, that horse is going crazy. But if you want to ride mm -hmm. that horse, you got to tame it, right? That's the analogy I like to use about our flesh. Our flesh is the wild horse, right? We got to walk on this earth with this flesh. We got to live in this flesh. We got to operate in this flesh, right? Yeah, that's a good, that's Our spirit a good yeah. is the rider. <laughs> He's the one that's taming that horse, right? Got to put a bit in his mouth, you know, got to put blinders on his head so it won't be easily distracted, right? That horse, that horse, you can't trust it. You can't trust as far as you can see it because if you don't, if you don't keep the things that you you need to keep controlling him, then he's not in charge. I mean, then, then you're not in charge, and you're supposed to be in charge. Uh, let me address something else that Grace was talking about. Grace, so we're going to bring it right into real reality, right into what we're talking about, because a lot of people think you got some on one side to think, well, but how are you going to ever get anything done? Some people on the other side that's going to say, uh, uh, well, I'm just going to sit back and look at TV and let the Lord just bring it down yeah. on me. You got all of these like kind of two polar opposites. Like you foolish thoughts. They're all foolish, <laughs> right? They're all foolish, right? Uh, um, One extreme to the next. When you delight in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. God has a purpose and a plan for you. It is constantly being manifested for you. And all you got to do is says yes to his will and yes to his way. You discover what his will and his way and his perfect will for you when you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him. This is the only way you're going to know what is his perfect will for your life, right? So God gives you this vision, and it's a God-sized vision, <laughs> mm -hmm. meaning there ain't no way you can do it by yourself, right? That's never his plan. His plan is to work in you, through you, and with you in everything that he's got for you. Right? I often tell people when I travel, I have the same problem. I, I, it's almost like uh, uh, ingredients to make a cookie because you get the same thing from saints. 
Well, how, how are we going to get that money? <laughs> I, I mean, that's, yeah, 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 we ain't got that kind of money. I can't tell you how many pastors I'm talking to about a vision that is big. And they'll come and tell you, yeah, we ain't got, we ain't got that money. Right. Well, that is living like the unbelievers as well. You can't come to God and not believe that he is a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. This is what Bishop is talking about. When you're meditating on the word, these are the kind of things you're meditating on so the Holy Spirit can bring back to your remembrance what the word of God says and so that you can realize why you're trying to figure all this out in your mind. What is God? What is the devil? And what is your nature? Because you got to cast these thoughts are going against each other and you got to cast them down so that you can have only God's thoughts. But the beauty of a relationship with God, woo, give me chills, my, my brother, goosebumps, is he is interacting with you. Yes, he <laughs> is. You participate in something that he set up. Yeah. Right. He'll let you know, I'm here. Uh, this, I'm, I'm going to keep my promise. I'm going to do my job. Don't worry. He, oh, it's a beautiful thing. Because the more you learn that, the more you trust it, the more you can trust it. But see, you see, the, the, the other thing that I'm, I'm, I'm wanting the people of God and the people that are listeners that desire to be people of God, this, this, this relationship of my father and me is a relationship that you know the father's voice and mm -hmm. no other you're following. See, the difference is the reason we have as much struggle a lot of times with the flesh being bucking all the time because we allow the flesh to be subdued by other spiritual wickedness in high places and spiritual things that has nothing to do with God. Coming in with other language, speaking something that, that has nothing to do with the direction of the Father. That's why you must delight yourself in his law yeah. and in his word. You must spend time knowing him, yeah. understanding him, yes. talking with him. If you don't do the, the work, you can't look and if you don't, If you don't sow the seed, don't look yeah. for fruit to be buried. Uh, 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 again, I, I think about it like, I remember, um, I think it was in Thailand, and we were looking for a building to do something. And we saw this building, and we're like, man, that looked like a perfect building. And the first thoughts that came out, we can't afford that. Yeah. We can't afford that. Grace, I think this goes into what you were you were speaking about. When God gives direction and gives me a vision for that direction, I go about research now. I go about writing that vision out. Bishop, 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 Bishop has experienced with me with this. Uh, over over the years, I ain't even thought about no money. I might ask and get and do the numbers so I can have the numbers so I know what they look like, right? That's just business. That's just being you know diligent, right? Right? If I if I want to know if I want a field if I want a field with ten acres, okay, well, how much is that going for? What is the market value of it, right? So that I can in, 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 in oh, yeah. put in myself. Knowledge, just good, right. good, good, good common, right. common knowledge of what you're supposed to do. He, he he's working with you. You done your work. 
And you come to the Father and say, Father, now, I didn't figure out that this is what I believe we need. Here's the key. Yeah. That we need. We don't just desire. We need. Right? Yeah. And so I'm coming with my brother, Bishop. Yeah. Bishop, let's pray over this. Yeah. And then the scripture says that when there are two or three gathered in agreement, mm -hmm. <laughs> whatever we agree on in earth, right, that we can ask the Father for, and He will give it to yeah. us. Yeah. Right? In heaven. Yeah. See, yeah. see, He said, throw it up in heaven. See, you're throwing it up in heaven. See, and then you got something to pull from it. You know, you can't if I, pull first from all, it. If I don't throw it up nothing. If I don't, all knowledge is God. Say, say it again. All Great. knowledge is God. First off, mm -hmm. so it's not. Yeah. All knowledge is of God. Okay. Even, even, um, and we discussed this in earlier episodes. Even the knowledge that uh, we calculate. That yeah. was from him first. So it's not that he doesn't want us to know. He wants us to know the specifics yes. just as he knows what, yes. what we are believing for. Yes. So when we go about um, the planning and the research, that's us coming into the knowledge of what he that's is right. taking us to. Mm -hmm. So we're still in the participation yeah. of, of him. It's not a separation of that, but it's how we use it <laughs> at that point. Now, are we going to use that knowledge to be self-serving and exalt ourselves above him, the one who gave us the vision? He already knew it. Here's the key. He already know what you're going to do. He's God. He does. He's already. The problem is you don't know it. <laughs> that, that you, and that that's, you that's need to make sure your heart is doing. right. That's, that's why you need to think. That's why you need to think. When you, you suddenly check in your flesh. I had, I had a situation uh, last week was out with some couple, got, they got money. And and the couple was saying, uh, the couple wasn't saying it, one, one of the, uh, the, the, the wife was saying, you don't, you know, you don't, you could ask God for a big house if that's what you desire. You can ask God for a big car if, if that's what you desire. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to think poor. I'm trying, and I was trying to figure out is something around me, is something about me make me look like I think I'm both. <laughs> That's what they call it, right? Thank you. I thought, yeah, why, why it was coming to me that way, right? It was kind of irritating. And uh, and I was saying, yeah, I just don't think that way. That's not how I think. I would never go and ask God for a big house, for a big car. I don't know why that translates out to that anyway. Why does modesty and humility translate out to me being poor? Me well, feeling like I don't want... It, 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 you don't have to reason it with yourself. What you're seeing is what is coming from someone else. Mm -hmm. And you and it is buried. They're painting the picture. They're trying to color it up, not realizing... That's what Jesus is talking about in the sixth chapter of Bishop. Mm -hmm. That the Gentiles seek after these things. Mm -hmm. A lot of folks don't realize we Gentiles. <laughs> a lot of folks don't realize that this is a natural part of us. Here's the difference in that thinking, uh, uh, Grace. Here's the difference in that thinking. Yeah, if I see something I like, man, I like that. I saw a Hummer, the new Hummer. Man, I like that. It's a nice car. 
Okay, God, I need more of your wisdom. Okay, you understand me. I, I ain't thinking about the car. It, it don't even come into play. Why? I'm chasing and pursuing God and his way because I know that everything that he has for me is perfect. And it is good. As my, as my favorite bishop would say, I'm walking in the land of milk and honey, buying things with no money. And, and I can't, all I can tell you is when I need whatever I need, it is there. See, we, we tend to look for money. God will bring something that will have nothing to do with money. <laughs> it's there. Right. But you know what those things do? They spark in you the purpose. So I get looking at those things and desiring those things. But the first thing I think about is what would I do with it? And then I start doing it. And when I start doing it, then it comes. Like he provides it for me. He's like, you need more because you're just doing it. <laughs> and in me doing it, he gives me more things that I need to do. So I need that Hummer. Uh, uh, he gave me a Hummer. <laughs> He literally gave me a hummer. See, people don't people don't understand that bishop. <laughs> Will you tell my niece? He gave me a hummer. Paid for. Brand new. I didn't pay a dime for it. But I had my Jeep out here. And that Jeep starts up. And it gets me from point A to B. And I'm like, I don't really need that hummer. Let me sell that hummer so I can use the money for ministry. <laughs> there you go. And that's that's essentially see, see what you that. needed it for. <laughs> This is what I'm saying is none of that stuff will ever take forefront in my life about doing God's will. Because I know if I believe what I say I believe, then everything I'm doing, everything I'm focusing on, so and see, mm, I'm going to take my time with this one. If I believe what I say I believe, which is his word and everything about it, then everything that I do, everything that I'm focusing on is for the things to come. Right, mm. right. <laughs> I, I'm trying to store up my heaven. I, this is a temporary life. These things are temporary. That's it. I got people get blessing me with things, thank God for them, that has died and worked all their life for it. Mm -hmm. Store it up for somebody else. I won't I won't waste my time, right? The most amazing thing about it, you can't stop it from coming. This is the beauty of it. They're going to come because you are God's child. And it will be like a magnet. And it will overtake you. Because he said, yes, that's what he meant, he adds. I can't, I can't explain to you, but I'm just telling you it's true. You, it, will come so, it will come so much, you can't even use it all. You won't even be able to use it all. God will give you this favor. You, you, ain't, you ain't earned nothing. It's because you are his child. These things are subject to you. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the whole point. And That's if you it. know that, you don't chase that. You don't chase what you you participate. It's okay to look at something and they say, "Man, I like that. I like I like the way that looks." Man, can I drive? All my life, I wanted a Mercedes. All my life, when I went to Germany, lived in Germany, I man, Mercedes, my car. When the when the when the claimant uh, prosperity ministry came along, I saw this Cadillac. Bam! 
I laid my hands on it, Bishop. This is my top. This is my top. I'm claiming it. In the name of Jesus Christ, I went and walked in the work. About two weeks later, I came by the car dealership, still walking, and somebody had bought my car. <laughs> my car that I had laid my hands on had faith was gone. That day I went to work discouraged. God brought somebody up to me and said, hey, I, I heard you were looking for a car. Just like I was. I got my car I want to sell to you. Well, how much you trying to sell it for? I ain't trying to $200, man. $200? Yeah, how much you got? I said, I got $100 down now. I can pay $100 in a couple of weeks. He come rolling his yellow, orange, faded rust hornet. And I looked up at our father and I said, Father, you got jokes. <laughs> father taught me right then, son, you need to get from point A to B. You needed transportation is what you needed. You didn't need a Cadillac. You needed transportation. That, that went on for two or three years. I had a pastor come up to me after that car wore off, said God told him to bless me with a Cadillac, five years old. And that's what I've been through enough of in, in my long suffering, because there might've been um, points in my life where I saw delays in the plan. <clears throat> and I was like, God, but I know this was your vision. So why isn't it coming to pass? But it was about, you know, the timing as well. So that's when I know, you know, my relationship with God is at work yes. because he causes me to be delayed in certain areas, mm -hmm. but it's because he wants me to understand how it all works how all things work together for my good, not just me working together with him for my good, all things. Yes, 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 yes. It's not even about that material stuff. He's trying to teach you. He's trying to show you. Tell me, isn't that a father? That's a father. Do your father give you everything at no. five years old? Dad, no, I, he wanna, did not. I wanna, a nice car, I wanna, Right? That's, 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 a father loves his kid and he's going to teach you. The, the purpose is to teach you. What I watch in transportation is God teach me all the way to the point where when I bought a brand new Lincoln, when I could afford it, God took away the payments and I only made one payment of it. Right. <laughs> I wasn't chasing it at that time. <laughs> I didn't need it. I had got the lesson. God don't want you to be struggling with how to pay for a car. He wants you to own the dealership. Mm. That's what I, that's the God. That's but the God you have to learn lessons. This is, this is your father, but you have to learn certain things. You know why? Go back and read the Old Testament. Every time God blessed the Israelites, like he had promised them, what did they do. They walked away from him. See, they, those things became more important. Those things became their God. It is the nature of idolatry. 
And if you think your flesh has is already ready, that you ain't gonna do that, I'm sitting there telling you it's just because certain levels haven't came your way yet. But he is always preparing you so that you will not run after those things, that it is your heart that's chasing him, not for what he can give you, but because of who he is. That's the importance of what we're talking right. about. That's it. So I He's teaching us him. Yes. That's it. So I encourage you, as the scripture says in Romans 12, it says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. So I encourage you to present your body as a living sacrifice. Remember, and I, I'm sharing with you that he don't want your, your dead flesh. He wants your spiritual body that works with flesh, that works with the mind, body, and soul. He wants your whole body, that living, the one that he's brought back alive to his glory. He don't want you to. He don't want you to set aside and start letting him control your flesh Amen. apart from you. But he wants you to let him control your spirit and control your flesh through your spirit and by your spirit, by his spirit. He is using you for the fullness yes. of your intent and purpose of your very existence. Exactly, all of it, every bit of. It. And None of it goes to waste. There we go. <laughs> and once we really see the picture of what God is doing, then we can see the splendor of what we talk about, the, the, the not just the land of milk and honey, but the time where people are saying they are all designed to go to. And they picture it as heaven. But God says it's his kingdom. And it's his kingdom understanding where heaven exists and earth exists, or whatever perspective that you would understand of that. It is him in his place of authority and you in your place of authority. He has given us a place. We don't need to try to take over his and he don't wanna to have to take over ours. In other words, he gives us the wisdom, the understanding and the way to do it. And we need to take on the job and do it as I raised all my kids to know and understand that responsibility does not come and leave. Responsibility gets greater as you live. Every day you gain more and more responsibility. You gotta learn how to deal with that responsibility because more is coming. To whom much is given, much is required. To whom little is given, little is required. If you haven't been given much responsibility, you need to wonder why you hadn't, because you ain't learned how to you take care of the little responsibility you've been given. When you master the responsibility you have been given, then you will be able to gain more responsibility. That's what God means when he's talking about, I gave one, one talent, another two, another you know, five. They did something with it, but if you bury it, you don't do nothing with it, then you can rest assured he's gonna oh, yeah. take it, and he ain't, because you ain't finna give your child something that don't use it right. You ain't gonna keep on giving him nothing. You know you're not. You know you're not. You're gonna give him just enough to where he can exist to, to hopefully change his ways. That's it. That's where you're gonna do it. And you're gonna keep him. I, I think one of the 
challenges that we have in America is not understanding. That's it. That's what I'm talking about. The kingdom part. Uh, we, you know, we we don't understand what it means to be in the kingdom. We were inside. I was. I actually had to hold my tongue when he was saying that because I was like, <laughs> "Oh my goodness, that's a whole other discussion about uh, well, Josh, people chasing oh, heaven and not trying to experience kingdom living." So I don't even. That's that's like so deep <laughs> for me. I thought you were gonna let it roll and cut it. Because we gotta save that for the top. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, I, I thought about what you had said to Grace and John. It's a natural yeah, it flow. Yeah, it is. This is what being with me and my father is all about. Is, uh, you you don't want to introduce the great <laughs> you, you start talking about kingdom. I, I know. You I, it I know. That's why I'm telling you. We're going to have to save it. <laughs> Don't be bringing it up. You don't want to start nothing. It's not me. It's my dad's schedule. I don't start nothing. Don't be You talk to me and your dad. We can we can be here for hours. <laughs> no, we gotta we gotta go. Um, it was uh, great to have you again, Uncle John. I can't even get one. Okay, <clears throat> it was it was really great having you again. So. Uh, I would say if all hearts and minds are clear, but let's not, everybody just focus on the Lord right now. So we thank God for that. Let us pray out. Father God, we thank you for like-mindedness and being among those who, who enrich us and, and place seed inside of us for your fruit to be glorious in our lives. I thank you Lord, right now for all those who are listening, <clears throat> who are being blessed and touched by this show, we ask that you place a special, um, a special mind in them to want to do and encourage and be encouraged, further encouraged to build a relationship with you, a stronger one with you, so that we may experience all of whatever it is that you have planned for us and purpose for us in this lifetime. In Jesus' name, we praise you. Amen. 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 Love you guys.